Welcome to Agents Only, the number one place for real estate agents. You're joined by your hosts, Matt Steinwade and Amy Callister. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another sensational interview. And do I have someone today that you want to meet? I want to introduce you to somebody who I find incredibly remarkable. And it's not just the figures he writes in sales. It's the fact that he does it as a solo agent. Without an assistant, he's still able to write over a million in GCI. The other amazing thing about my next person coming up that I'm interviewing is that Noel has one of the biggest hearts. He truly cares about what he does. And I want to share his strategies that he uses every single day to grow his business right here with you. Noel, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Amy. It's a real um, honour to be asked to come and chat with you. So thank you so much. Yeah. I think I'm the lucky one, but sure, we'll say that. <laughs> no, obviously, I gave people a little bit of a teaser about some of the stuff that you've achieved over the last couple of years. But let's go back to the beginning because I think that's really important. Success is not born overnight. You don't go from zero to hero. So how did Noel get into real estate and, and why did he? Um, look, I'm 44 years old and so I'm, I'm a bit of an older person in the industry now, but I sort of fell into it as I think most people do. Um, I was looking for a bit of a change in in my life and careers and I was renovating a house and I just saw an ad in the local paper, you know, for a traineeship to be a real estate agent. So I rang them up. They, they, they never rang me back. Um, and then someone, I did the course and someone, uh, a friend I knew who was a builder referred me to to a company and I just just sort of fell into it by by real luck you know so yeah I feel really lucky to have found the industry because it obviously provides a lot of freedom and flexibility and you get to work with so many exciting people and you know you get to meet lots of people so yeah yeah it is rewarding so Noel you've gone from like your first day in real estate and tell me where you are now what what marketplace you're in and obviously you're a director yeah, so I've only ever worked for two companies. I started off um, in, I guess, an outer suburb of, of Melbourne, just past Bayside in the Chelsea area, um, and then I was able. I was there for for about eight years. Was uh, was uh, the rookie of the year, the number one agent. I opened their first office, um, and then I lived. I lived in an area which I work in now in Hyatt Hampton East Moorabbin, and. Um, there's a company called Buxton who I work for really strong in the area. Um, their director, um, Adam, was like someone I really looked up, up to and, and he became my mentor. Um, and then I just was offered an opportunity to, to come and uh, work under him and work in his business. So I, I, I really shut down my, my previous business really quickly and came across because it was a, a, an opportunity too good to refuse. And I've been here eight and a half years now. Um, and I'm, I'm really fortunate. I'm in a position. That I'm I'm one of one of three directors here now, um, but mainly focused on on obviously listing and selling, as 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 you know. Uh, but do get involved a little bit in the business, helping people where I can. Yeah. So, talk to me a little bit because this this real estate industry, right? We are geared with get a personal assistant, get a buyer manager. As soon as you start to grow, get people around you. Yet, Noel, I'm going to get really honest here. It is also the fastest turnover industry I've ever seen. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, not, not in a negative way, 
But, you know, I need a, an associate agent and next minute, a year later, that associate's moved on. And I'm a business owner too. I know with my own staff how incredibly challenging it is when someone leaves you and you grow them. And what I just love about you so much is your ability to write these figures, never whinge. I never, ever, ever hear you say, ever, ever, I'm too busy, Amy. I never hear that from your mouth. Even though you're managing everything, I never once hear you say, oh, sorry, Amy, can't take your call. Like, to be honest, with you and me, it's like we have to get each other off the phone because I love talking to you that much and I've got to let you get on with your day. But you're now riding over a million in GCI, which is truly in itself remarkable, right? But talk to me. Firstly, why don't you get an assistant? Why, you know, why don't you get, let's get really truthful and really honest here if we can. Well, um, I've tried. I've definitely tried. And I mentioned to you before, I think, you know, I'm, I'm being honest with myself. I've tried with several PAs over the years and, and being honest with you, it's not, it's not something that I'm personally good at managing um, work with someone working directly underneath me. Um, I guess it would be lovely to that happen, but I just realised that that was a flaw. I wasn't good at managing, wasn't good at having those daily huddles. So it's something that I stopped doing. Um, I'm really lucky. We've got a big sales team in our office. And so what I'm able to do is get people involved from our from our office in terms of, you know, helping me out with some of the buyers or some of the open for inspections. And that allows me, in a sense, to to show them what I do and hopefully help them in their careers. But it also helps me learn from them as well. There's there's younger people and older people that I can learn different bits and pieces for that helps improve my personal business as well. Um, it is challenging at times because, I, you know, if my phone rings, I love to answer it straight away. And, you know, a lot of people say to me that, you know, you're the only agent that answers my call. And if I miss a call, I feel guilty and I want to ring them back. And I think if, if, if I was if I was interview, interviewing you, Emmy, to sell my house and I hired you, I would want you to be the one at the front door meeting the buyers. I would want you to be the person calling those buyers back and relaying that information to me. So if I hire you, I want you. And and that's certainly how I feel when I'm when I'm talking to, to people that I'm lucky enough to sell their homes. That if they hire me, they get me. Um, so I guess not having a PA comes from some of my flaws. Um, but but also, you know, it's just a bit of a bit of honesty with myself, you know. Um, yeah. Well, firstly, honesty is the best policy. And the second thing about that is we're in an arena where real estate, there's so much you can outsource these days, right? Yes. Like there's over 7,000 different marketing technologies supporting real estate agents. And sometimes, no, like I think one of the hardest part of this business is grappling this fact that we earn more than doctors, we earn more than lawyers, we earn more than sometimes highly qualified specialists. But in order to do that, the only thing you can control is your level of hustle. So that leads me to my next question because I'm sure people are sitting out there going, yeah, that's great, but, like, when does he get a break? Because are you just highly organised or how do you do this? <laughs> I'm not the most organised person. I think um, I think a lot of salespeople could work on, you know, our, our organisational skills. But I guess that, um, you know, when I work, I work really hard. You know, I, I count every single phone call I make every day. You know, I add them up for the week, for the month. I, I guess one of the things that helps motivate me is that, I, you know, I work at how much money I'm bringing in every month and I divide it by the amount of phone calls that I make every day. And I know how much every phone call 
um, is. I, I know last year, I made them look at my board here. Last year, I made 10,032 phone calls um, and, and it worked out to be, you know, around about um, over $100 per phone call that I, that I, you know, so every time I picked up the phone throughout the year was $100. So that's something that, that I'm quite organised and structured around that. Uh, in terms of I set out certain days that are, that are for prospecting, obviously days for open for inspection, but I also work in, in spurts. So, for example, um, it's not always healthy to work seven days a week, but at the moment, um, up until sort of this winter school holidays, because I've got young children and I'm married, um, and my mother-in-law lives with us as well, but I've said to the family, there's give and take, you know, I'm going to work really hard. Um, I'm, I'm not going to work every Sunday, but I might work a couple of hours on Sundays to do some buyer appointments or some open for inspections. But if I work in spurts of, say, three months or four months, and then I'll reward myself at the end with, you know, a couple of weeks off or three weeks off. Um, but it is certainly about being having some structure, you know, around obviously we have our sales meetings on Tuesdays, opens on Wednesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays and some Sundays. And the rest of the time is just really based around uh, making lots of phone calls to potential vendors, letting them know about results that we had on the weekend, following up all the buys and giving that first-hand information to, to vendors because, um, you know, we've all made mistakes in the past where you'd never ring your vendor and then you ring them three weeks later with an offer. They're not going to trust you. But if you're speaking to them every single day, you know, letting them know what hap what's happening out there, um, you know, there's that trust there. Um, you know, things in terms of with the hustle, you know, I still do letterbox drops. You know, I'd still do the DLs. Obviously, you know, I, I have um, a good social media pre pre uh, presence and, and lots of ads around that. So there's lots of different pieces of the pie that I make sure that I'm doing everything I possibly can to, to, to get things done right. You know what's amazing? One thing that I really love about you is the consistency, right? And it's quite funny because I'll say, no, like, you know, um, You'll, you'll be like, should we put more in there? Should we do more? Should, should we do? And I'll be like, no, 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 we're getting really good results. Let's do you No, no, I want more. I want more, right? And that what I love about you is this dedication to always be on in all assets of your marketing, all assets of your prospecting. And no, let's just cut through the bull, right? Like that's what makes a great agent. This is a prospecting business and you need to always you know, I can't tell you how many people from a loving, like, respect will call me and think that social media can be an instant result for them or if they put out a letter at instant, you know. Nothing in this business is instant, you know. What you do in 90 days will eventuate to the 90 days. So you kind of gave people a preview there, but how does Noel actually structure his day to get everything done, still write a million and not have an assistant on the side? Yeah, so... Um... Look, it's a really good question. I mean, obviously, you've got to be flexible in your time because things pop up, you know. So a big shift for our business that we used to have our sales meetings on a Monday and, and you know, we, we had 10 auctions on the weekend and, and sold them all. But um, so if you come into, we used to come into work on a Monday and have our sales meeting um, from 8 in the morning and we'd probably finish around about 12 or 1 o'clock by the time we look at all our new properties that we go and look at on a thing called a caravan. So that used to create a lot of anxiety because Monday you get out of these big meetings and you've got to do all your callbacks. So the biggest shift was we have those meetings on Tuesday. So for me now, Mondays is get into work as early as I can. Um, it's just really all the calls to all the buyers that I've met on the weekend, um, call to all the vendors to let them know about those calls that I've made, calling all potential vendors. So Mondays is really, really about just 
on the phone, in the office, calling everyone, let everyone know that that's happening. And then maybe on a Monday evening, there might be some things like some appraisals and, and some second inspections for the buyers. Tuesdays is our sales meeting. Um, and then after the sales meeting finishes with the caravan, it's just back on the phones again and appraisals. Um, try to do the appraisals later in the day. Uh, Wednesdays is pretty much open for inspections from sort of 11 o'clock through to five. And Thursdays are the same. So it's really any spare time around that I've got is on the telephones on those days and appraisals or buyer appointments. Um, Fridays, I sort of have like half a day. So I sort of try and finish by two or three that to, to pick up the kids from school and, you know, children's sports and whatnot. But, you know, Fridays is really about getting ready for inspections on the weekend and setting myself up for, for you know, auctions and opens, but also any last minute calls to vendors about um, reserves, buyer interest, and obviously making sure the buyers are, are ready to buy on the weekend. Um, Saturday and Sunday are auctions and opens. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I try, try to go to the gym three days a week, so I do that really early. Um, so I get up at around about five o'clock and, and go to the gym for an hour three times a week. So that's, um, that's helping a lot as well with obviously just motivation and energy. But it's basically on the phones, calling people, as you said, prospecting. Well, your health is your greatest wealth, right? You know, and as, as agents, we really have to always look after our mindset. And so I think that's incredibly important that you're making the time to do that with everything. Do you ever feel stressed or burnt out? Uh, look, I, I do feel stressed at times because there's lots going on. It's really, you know, I get anxious about because I, I've got to make sure I get back to people, make sure I get that phone call or, you know, if I've got lots of options um, or even there's some weeks where I might have six or seven new properties starting that week. So it's about proofing the photos and making sure the boards are ready and the brochures are all set up to go, making sure they get up on the internet. So that there's there's definitely stress and ang anxiousness around those times. Um but, you know, I feel really lucky because it's, you know, I, I've never, I never not want to go to work. You know, I, gen, I genuinely feel really, you know, really grateful for the job I'm in and, you know, the things that I get to do. And, you know, I'm not digging trenches, you know, I'm not working on the roads. There's not hard labour. So, yeah, it's a good and bad thing, you know. You, you get a bit stressed, but it's still exciting and, and love it. So I guess everyone sitting out there, like, what's the magic? How do you keep your prospect consistent? Like, how do you keep that consistent? Because so many agents I know will tap into prospecting and then tap out and then tap into prospecting and then tap out and then tap into prospecting. Is there any kind of tips or tricks that you have that you use to keep everything really consistent to make sure you're making? I love the way that you put that calls. Every call is $100 to me. That's yes, yeah, so look, I, I learned that from from an agent from a, from a local office, Richard Slater's name, and said he sort of taught me about how he counts his calls. So that motivates me, you know. So obviously, when you start tracking things like your phone calls you make every day, your GCI every month and every year, you you, you work it back to how much every phone call you make you earn. So that's that's real. That really motivates me, and that's really that provides that structure. And I don't find it hard to make calls because of that. Um, I've always been into um, prospecting it's something that I really love doing so I've always been uh, letterbox dropping you know I think you've got a you've got a letterbox drop to your area you know at least once a week as a minimum make sure you do your auction invites and your just listers and just sold letterbox drops and also something around your profile so you know just you organize yourself for the year you know might order a hundred thousand letterbox drops and then as you get each new listing you get some drops for those properties um, 
obviously have a social media plan. You know, that's something that obviously I've worked on with you um, over the last couple of years. So, you know, whether it's one post every day or three posts a week, um, it's not necessarily about look at me how good I am. It's about showing people in your local market area about new listings and, and what they've sold for and the stories behind them because people are interested. And that's something that's really um, growing my profile as well. And it's something that doesn't happen overnight. You know, I, I think for me, the last three years have been um, really exciting for me with the level of business I've been able to write, but it, it takes time. It does take time. You know, whatever you do, whatever prospecting I do today, I'm probably not going to see a result for another three months. So it's basically if you go for the next three months, I'm going to work my backside off and prospect and letterbox drop and phone calls and social media and invest in those things. And then in, in three months times, I'm going to see a result from that. So you imagine the next six months can be really exciting and just build from the momentum. Unfortunately, real estate's an industry where if you take your foot off the gas, you can fall away pretty quickly. And, and I have seen people drop in and drop out of the industry. Um, so that that sort of worries me. I, I guess I get scared if I don't make that phone call, I don't do that social media post, don't do the letterbox drop, uh, my profile will diminish and, and maybe I won't be on the seller shopping list. Yeah. Look, I think um, that hunger that you mentioned there, um, any business owner gets really, you know, um, I think the other thing that's incredibly important in real estate is managing the mindset around that because we always do have to hunt in this business. Like there's no people sometimes talk about repeat business, but let's get honest. I mean, that's very rare. Most people buy a home every seven to 17 years. Yeah. And they tend and, to move out of the area as well, you know, so that, you know, yeah, so that makes it hard. Totally. And so I think the way that you're approaching this as the, I mean, there's so many elements to your success, but it's something that, you know, really draws you. I just want to tap into your personal brand here a little bit because you guys probably won't be able to have seen, but um, Noel actually turned up with a wig on today impersonating me. <laughs> do you have it near you, Noel? Do you I want do. Do you want me to put it on? Is it all? Yeah, okay, put it on. Our podcast audience definitely won't be able to see it, but this is actually Noel's personality 100%. <laughs> Is that right? That's gorgeous. You should just leave that on. Yeah. But one of the things I love about you is that you do have this sense of humour. You do have this sense of, like, joy to your job. But the other thing is you're actually a giant, like, quite literally, you are a giant. And I wanted to talk to you about that being a personal brand, like, obviously, your background. What do you see yourself as different as an agent or that you offer? that makes people connect with you so quickly? Look, I, I've i always found that I've got something in common with people, apart from having the same hairstyle as you. <laughs> There's always something He's that I... you still got it on. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, I can always associate with people. You know, look, uh, my dad's Indian. My mum's Danish. I, I, I was born in England. I came to Australia when I was in year eight. I've lived in different sort of suburbs around Melbourne, there's so many things that I've experienced in my life. So I think genuine, like being genuine with people, if I, if I see someone and there's something that I've got a connection with in a genuine way, I just I just want to connect with them. And um, maybe it's a, a need to, you know, I love to be liked and want to be loved. So I'm just trying to, you know, to, to be, make friends with as many people as I possibly can. Um, yeah, you know, I, I guess, you know, as, a, as an agent, there's some confidence there from um, things, but... 
I guess I sometimes I, I feel like I, you know, I feel very fortunate to be in the position I am and do the job. And, and sometimes I pinch myself, wow, I'm selling this home or I'm doing all these amazing things. So, I, you know, I think if you're genuine with people and you're humble and, and you, you and you really, if you really, really want to help people, um, that's where you, that's where the magic happens. I think there was there was a chap who first trained me up. His name's Arthur Price from from a company called Edu. And I remember I was working with a lady trying to help her sell her home and I hadn't listed it yet. So I was pitching for the business. So I was trying to find her home homes to buy because she wouldn't sell until she bought. And I didn't have the market share then, you know. So there was homes coming up with other companies. I'd ring Arthur and say, what do I do, Arthur? And he, do I tell her about these other agents' homes? And he said to me, no, you've just got to make a decision if you want to help people or you don't want to help people. So I think if you want to help people, you know, and you're genuine, that's that's where the magic will happen. You know, I even see it all the time on your social media. You know, people, you are this. <laughs> He's finally taken the wig off. You look gorgeous. Um, but one thing about, you know, and I think that nobody can ever change in being a great agent is how much you care. You know, it's something you actually can't teach. But if you can tap into showing you really care about people, it will totally revolutionise your business, you know. And even as somebody that works in social media, like I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, like this is an industry that we work at rapid pace. There's always mistakes that happen, but it's how much you care and how much you're committed to showing that client, like I, 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 this, I will fix it, like we'll get it. And I think that's something that I really see in you. So obviously, I guess the market has moved a lot, Noel, and I think what I would love is a little bit of your perspective. How are you taking the interest rate constant hike? How are you managing your mindset around that and what are you doing differently? Look, if I'm, if I'm being completely honest, those sorts of things do affect me initially, you know, personally, you know. I, I, I get down in the dumps too, you know. The market's not as good as what we used to be. Um, but once I quickly snap out of those things, there's there's still activity and there's still things happening. So my business partner and I were talking. It's about really just focusing on your market share. You know, the turnover in our area has pretty much halved, you know, so since this financial year. So we're selling half as many properties as we did over previous years. Obviously, COVID was a bit of a freak for everyone with the volumes of sales, but it's about... It's about trying to help people because there's still people that need to sell and there's still people that need to buy. And you just need to try and and, and, and help as many people as you possibly can. It's challenging at times, but, you know, I think us as agents, you can put, you can get yourself, you can make yourself go down in the dumps for no reason. But if you just want to stay positive and just keep doing all the little things, you know, it goes back to, like I said, the phone calls and the prospecting, there's still people that need to sell and people still need to buy. Um, it's also about education. We're really lucky now in that there's so much information out there to to everyone, um, you know, whether it's from the internet or, or social media and so forth like that. So generally people know what's going on in the world with the economy and the market. So, you know, I think if you're honest and open about with people about those things and not try to hide about hide those things or, or pretend that people don't know about them you're going to trip yourself up so you just got to make sure that you're just giving everyone honest information about it um, it has been challenging with the interest rate rises but i think i think we're coming to the end of them i think i think the end is near um, and i'm already starting to see um 
you know, the sentiment in our marketplace changing, you know, the last three or four weeks have been really exciting because things are turning over, things are selling again. So I think I think we found that that commonplace now where buyers and sellers are happy to, to, to do deals with each other and move on. Hey, 10 from 10 auctions on the weekend, not a bad result there, right? <laughs> Very good, yeah, very exciting. That's remarkable. So, no, I either give you two options here. You can either, A, tell me your funniest story that you've ever experienced in real estate, or B, you can tell me the best advice that you'd give someone entering or trying to grow in this industry. So it's up to you. You have two options. You can tell me a time. I've had people tell me that dogs have pissed on them, farted on them. We can go as raw as you want. Or you can go more empowering and tell everyone how they're grown. <laughs> um, look, I, there's so many, there's so many uh, funny things that have happened to me, you know, over the years. There's lots of, there's lots of funny stories. But I, I guess, um, I guess, one, I guess, just maybe give someone some advice. You know, things that I, I say to myself. Just it's, it's, you just can't think of tomorrow. Think of next month and the years ahead. It's a, it's a, it's a long game. You know, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So. Just be consistent. Work your work your backside off, um, and just just look look to the future because you know if if you do all those things, eventually things will happen for you. And sometimes people uh, you can be a gun straight away, and sometimes it might might take you two or three or four years. But you just head down, bum up, work hard, and be consistent. I love it. Well, Noel, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I absolutely adore you. You've given so much great advice. Until next time, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You have a lovely day. Thank you so much. For more information and exclusive access to Matt Steinway's Bulletproof Listing Strategy and Prospecting Systems, along with Media and Marketing School, visit www.agentschool.com.au.